But making sure that we uh, mentioned Pete Hines and his craziness. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't, wouldn't <laughs> uh, not mention that. That dude, eh, man? Yeah, just, just, the, just the wrong energy coming from that guy. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. The wrong just, energy. Just the complete wrong energy, man. Like, fuck. Good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Overcast Gamer Show. It is the 15th of June. It's a Thursday, and I'm joined by... Regan Harper. Didn't sing it that time. Didn't sing it. Uh, so Valentine also <laughs> didn't sing it. And uh, we're just going to cut right through the fucking pleasantries and go straight to what we're going to be talking about the entire podcast, because something big happened over this last weekend, and its name was the Electronic Entertainment Expo. Yes. Now, we are going to run through all the press conferences, uh, sort of note by note, and give them all a grade after we've we've had a good yarn about them. Overall, though, what's your guys, uh, you know, uh, I want to say initial impressions, but overall impressions, because we're kind of come to an end. This was the last day of E3. So um, what, what do you guys think? So overall impressions of the, the like, kind of conference as, as a whole? Um, I, yeah, everything. I, I See, I don't know if I'm sort of like kind of painting with with sort of rose tinted goggles and i think of mixed metaphors there but anyway it's uh, <laughs> a great one. <laughs> i think um it's it probably wasn't as great as last year's i just re- yep. remember thinking back to last year's we had huge conference from sony and with with a whole bunch of like game announcements like that i don't know feel, fulfilled a lot of dreams for me um so while this year was okay uh yep. i would say it's it's yeah not not the most memorable E3 in, in recent memory, for, for me, anyway. Um, yeah. Might be different. I, I'd agree with that, yeah. Regan. It's, um, it, it felt, uh, the word I would use is underwhelming. Yeah. This, this little year. bit. little bit. Uh, yeah. Although I guess we're in the, like sort of the middle of, I want to say, con- well, con- console cycle is a thing now. Uh, in the middle of a console cycle and it's kind of games and things and yeah. I don't know. Uh, Balthazar might have a different opinion because obviously you sort of had your, uh, you you had different expectations perhaps? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it comes down to what camp you're primarily in um, mm. with, you know, console ties and things like that. Um, yeah. So for me, I'd actually say this was a pretty good E3 um, because we had solid news on just a lot of things i was interested in nintendo had a lot of cool stuff showing um microsoft now that those things that go hand in hand with windows 10 stuff um there's a lot of good showings there that i'll get my hands on as well um and likewise just the multi-plats in general you know eas and your uh ubisofts and things like i would say the reason my assumption the reason why you guys would say it was perhaps less memorable than last year would be because comparatively to last year, Sony wasn't as big a presence. Yep. Um, whereas for me, moving more towards just PC gaming and stuff, so the things that are available on multi-platforms are, are you know, the things I'm looking out for the most. I would say there was more for me this year at E3 than there was last year. Rather than the just big Sony wank fest that it was last year. That's fair. <laughs> That's totally fair. Yeah, so... <laughs> I think that, yeah, definitely, like, when it comes to console stuff, it wasn't as good this year. Because, I mean, as much as I harp on about 
PC gaming and stuff, I still have my PS4. I still, you know, bang it on every now and again. So, yeah, from a console owner's perspective, this year was not particularly memorable. But from just a general games perspective, I think this year was pretty phenomenal. Like, there was a lot of really high-quality looking games announced and revealed. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's just that this year, as opposed to pretty much every year previously in E3, this was a very unexclusive year with console deals and things like it was very much just a here's a whole load of games that everyone is going to get to play which i think is where gaming in general should be moving anyway we should be moving away from exclusivity and just everyone play every game because yeah yeah it's a good call want to Um, and i think this year was a year that you know this is what e3s would look like in that kind of world it's just a whole load of good looking games coming out and not a whole lot of is stuff that you in particular are excited for because only mm. you get to play it kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this felt like the complete sort of antithesis of the Microsoft Xbox One announcement conference in which they just harped on about TV for God knows how long. <laughs> this one was like a direct. It felt like a direct and, and you know gut reaction to that, um, mm. where they sort of just did games pretty much. Mm, yeah. Xbox One X, which we'll talk about. But it just felt like games and games and games and more games. And, and that's great. That's exactly, as you mentioned, Balthazar, that's what it should be about. Um, but that, that's yeah. sort of how I felt about it. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Yeah, I think we'll, um, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit um, when we get down to the Microsoft conference. But I think, yeah, we'll just dive straight into it. So the first one to, to kick us off, was it a day before everyone else or was it two days before? I can't remember. It was a wee while before everyone. I think um, it was just one day before, but it was the morning of the day before. Right, yeah. right. So it felt quite early in the in the cycle yeah. of um, through. Yeah, EA. So Electronic Arts kicked us off uh, with their own events. Now, EA haven't had the best. How long have they been? They've, they've done two, I think. I think they've had their own press conferences for for two. Yeah, they've been going this, for a this will be the years. third. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've never had the best of press conferences this from what i can remember and i can't remember a huge amount of their previous ones this felt like their strongest probably to me yep i'd, I'd agree yeah i think it was slack the the less these games are or the they're becoming less and less cringeworthy there was certainly a cringeworthy moment in ea's oh, conference yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah no the, it was good i thought it was quite slack it was a good show um yeah so to kick to kick things off, they had a lineup of people with uh, I can't remember the some American football dude's name on the back of the jerseys. A whole bunch of people in these jerseys and like a drum line, just playing the drums a bunch. That's right. Oh man, that was not a good sign <laughs> and not a good way to kick things off. I was like, here we go, sports right out the gate, are we? Yeah. Um, it sort of was for, but they mixed in the sports with everything else, which was kind of good as opposed to having a big sports chunk. Yeah. That um, sort of sports chunk that you typically just kind of skip at the start of each one. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So I think we we kicked things off with uh, Madden, if, if that's what the drumline would have been referencing. I'm trying to remember, but um, yeah, it was. So Madden Longshot, which is sort of their their take on this, you know, how they did with FIFA, the journey or whatever it was called. Yeah, the, they're doing that with Madden. They're putting a storyline into Madden, which kind of looks like that TV show Friday Night Lights. But uh, any thoughts on on that one, guys? I guess it just makes sense, no. right? <laughs> no, no, no thoughts, no thoughts. None. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a lot to say about it. And I, all I can yeah. really say is that it makes sense. Like, there's, I mean, the, the weird thing about the whole EA press conference is that they put all the, the sports stuff in there, but people that play sports games, not they're not really the kind of demographic who are going to be sitting there watching e3 conferences anyway so (laughs) kind of it's kind of a bit odd but um you know it's it's with their big ips but yeah i mean the story the story makes sense why why not Um, yeah 
Yeah. I, I mean, are we going to see this in every EA Sports game from now on? Are we going to see an in HL, NHL's hockey, right? Yeah, hockey. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sure, there's so many acronyms, man. I can't, mm. can't give up with them. I, um, yeah, NHL and uh, NBA obviously was mentioned later on, and that seemed to be doing a similar thing. Yeah, you know, putting a story similar. into that as well. And yeah. is, is that the future of EA Sports games? Stories? Maybe. Uh, I don't think there's enough. Like, like NHL is very like niche you know like i mean they probably yep. sell a bit of it but you know they you know it's probably just to the canadians and that's that's about it um so yeah i don't know um maybe i mean it depends on how much effort they want to put into writing and developing those stories um yeah, so, yeah. What, what sort of reception did the fifa the journey get does anyone know i think it was pretty good i think it was yeah. pretty good uh okay i uh, that's all i know is a vague sort of impression of what it might have been. <laughs> I, Show, shows how much we we care about sports, uh, yeah. sports games. It might have been okay. That. It might have been yeah. great. I don't know. It, yeah, we have some vague recollection that it might have been mediocre. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> we'll move on into Battlefield One, which was the the DLC first first DLC for that game. I want to yeah. say. Yeah, it is. Yep. 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 Um, in the name of the Tsar, which is the the, the sort of um, heading to Russia mm. and the Ukraine, I think, in that one. Mm. Uh, Regan, are you interested in that one? You're the only one who really, you know, ha- still has Battlefield 1, I should say. I sold yeah. my copy. I, I've I've picked it up a couple times over the last, well, since it, um, you know, since it released. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I for sure will check this out. Um, the it seems to be opening up like a whole lot of con- like map content. I can't remember how many maps it was that it was adding, but you know their their um, kind of catchphrase was opening up the biggest front in World War One, um, which was you know the front along the I guess Russian border or whatever whatever it was called then, um, yep. and and adding a whole bunch of kind of those sort of classes I guess to the game uh so it, it sounds really cool if it's just more of the same content and things I'm not sure if there will be like more of the campaign stuff added uh, I would hope so because those yeah. campaigns were good fun uh yep. but yeah I, I shit why not it looks looks good to me the I think the, the the core gameplay in that game was solid enough and there was there's enough of uh you know a community around it that it, it totally makes sense um yeah it was a yeah. battlefield that got a over overwhelmingly positive reception from from what i remember mm. uh most most reviewers gave it pretty high scores around eights and, and nines kind of thing so yeah i don't see any reason why this wouldn't do pretty well and i would imagine that that adds some um some storyline you know single player type stuff in there for it as well yep uh, and i'm still it. loitering around where regan said you know i'm bringing all the classes that that were around then uh, and just thinking you know i wonder if back in you know, during World War One, you had guys getting up in the morning. Oh, what class are you going to rock today? Mate, yesterday I just unlocked pyro. I'm going to light up the trenches. <laughs> yeah. I'm going in there with my fucking flamethrower. I'm a, yeah. yeah. Jack of all trades. Mm, I think there was something about the um the the ladies. There was like a ladies battalion or something in the, in the yes, Russian army. Yes, that's right. There was. Uh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so some, I guess some sort of like infantry classes or something around there. I don't, I don't know. Um, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that looks all right. Um, we'll move into FIFA, which is the 
FIFA 18, Ronaldo, something to do with Ronaldo. Like I know Ronaldo's like a really good soccer player and all that. Um, don't really know what 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 his his involvement in this FIFA is. Like what I can you only they... play as Ronaldo? Is it going to be eleven on be eleven of Ronaldo? Well, they put oh. Ronaldo in a gimp suit, right, with all the little white bubbles over it, and made him <laughs> yeah, did, run yeah. about and and do tricks yeah. and things. Um, yep. Yeah, and so I think they touted it as like. The, with the real movement of Ronaldo or like Ronaldo's yeah, data or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we yeah. Every other player was still just making that shit up, but Ronaldo, he'll be moving realistically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'll be he'll be just the, like the real man. I don't know if you guys remember the way in which this was presented, but those, um, some dudes who I think, I felt like I was supposed to know, but I definitely did not. Uh, the men in blazers came out, the, 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 the sort of cockney blokes yeah. Um, with their with their maroon, I don't know if they're, they're well, I suppose if they're Manchester United, they're not really cockney, are they? But they um they came out and they just sort of showed off FIFA and did some sort of weird shtick that didn't really go down very well with the crowd nor me. Yeah, it, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a bit odd. I, they they had a little bit of a, a kind of a video to try and I guess tell people what who they were. Um, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know. A lot of their jokes fell a little bit flat, but they like in general they kept their energy out, which was cool um yeah that was that was fine they they didn't it wasn't cringeworthy it was just kind of like uh what <laughs> speaking of cringeworthy abe oh yeah get was... it do you want to bring us into the next point here again <laughs> so so after they finish with the guys in the blazers um there's this kind of push at the moment i guess for like they, they these companies are bringing in like youtubers and influencers i suppose and yes. there's there's this it's not a trend i'm happy with no no not at all so there's this chap named jesse wellens who came out um and he's a youtuber and i think he does like prank videos and things like you know, oh is that what he does i'm pretty sure that's what he does um and so his job was to introduce the new need for speed which by the way looks pretty pretty good um does. but oh man this was the cringe of the of e3 for me this year <laughs> eh? jesse uh he started reading off a teleprompter and then just kind of he obviously got like his flight of and or flight flight or fight kicked in and he just he just bombed and it was awful yeah. there was a good sort of like I don't know, five seconds of dead air. It, uh, was... it was bad. Eh? I, from what I've heard, the teleprompter actually failed. So it wasn't entirely his fault. Well, you know, it wasn't his fault really at oh, all. Really? But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's what I've heard. That, well, that was the, the hearsay on the internet kind of thing. There was, yeah. No one can confirm or deny that. But um, yeah, it was, it was, it was Ralph. Eh? Like I, the first of all, he came out and he said, yeah, I'm Jesse Wellens. I'm a YouTube creator. As if that holds some sort of, you know, merit yeah. <laughs> at, at all. Um, sort of gave that a bit of a gap, and no one said anything. He's like, "Oh yeah, um, yeah, need for speed payback uh, <laughs> was pretty good." Yeah, um, uh, yeah I'm a YouTube creator. Um, here's here's oh, here's a producer on the game, Marcus, and uh, and, and Marcus came over and he shook his hand and he's like, "Oh, thanks, Nick," and he called him Nick. I was like, "What? Uh, did he? I yeah, totally yeah. missed that." Oh, it's brutal, man. You go go back and listen to it. It's just, he just changes his name, and then he addresses the next guy he talks to. Who's sitting down at a computer um, playing the game or you know, a console, or whatever? And his name was Nick, so obviously he messed up the names and Amazing. called this guy two names. Brilliant, brilliant. Anyway, oh, it was rough. It I was felt, great. I felt real bad for the guy, but mm. um, yeah, that was that was. It's I wanted to like. Ugh. It almost seemed like it wasn't just that you know the teleprompter failed and he had to kind of just go off what he maybe had it seemed like the teleprompter was working and was just omitting words 
and he was supposed <laughs> yeah. to riff in the middle because he he seemed to get to key points on time. He'd be like, oh, you know, need for speed, payback, uh, got my boy Marcus, uh, <laughs> yeah, my boy, yeah. producer of on the game. Uh, uh, and then he gets up and goes, thank you, Nick. Oh, yeah, and then like, they had what? that like, super <laughs> awkward little handshake thing that went on. Yeah. Yeah, oh, it was oh, tough yeah. to watch. That, that was that was rough. I I can't rewatch that because it's just too much. It's like the the British <laughs> Office. It was like that level. Like yeah, it's it's tough, eh? mm. Um, but yeah, never speak payback though. Let's talk about that for a wee <laughs> bit because um, <laughs> that looks really good. I, I'm 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 all for that game. It looks like Fast and the Furious sort of um. Or even the Never Speed movie. It looks kind of like hammy and, and uh, heisty kind of thing. And I'm all for that. I think it's great. Yeah. Uh, if I had one criticism of the little um, you know thing that they played, is that every single crash slowed yeah. down to slow-mo. <laughs> yeah. And there was, I yep. think there was like seven or eight slow-mo there, shots. There was, of, yeah. Which... Criterion are the developers of this who also made Burnout. So you right. can see it was the exact burnout yeah. Oh, yeah, it was. that was going on in there. So yes, <laughs> they, they overdid that a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, just a tad, just a tad, but um, yeah. <laughs> just a tad. What the fuck? Um, yeah, but in terms of the game itself, it looks, it looks really slick. It looks like fun. Um, I, I can't imagine that it's going to be like full of depth or anything like that, but no. you know. No. It, it'll it'll be what it'll be, but I, I it got me hyped enough to like you know to want to check it out. Um, yeah, yeah. If they can pull off the fun of the most recent sort of three or four Fast and the Furious films, which I've seen all of them because they're incredibly enjoyable. They're dumb as you know, thick as shit, but they're a lot of fun. Those movies, and yeah. if they can pull off the fun of those, I'm I'm all in for Need Speed Payback. I think it was great. Nice. Um, next thing, a way out which was probably the surprise of the EA conference, I would say. People were kind of taken aback by this in a good way yeah. uh, after after it was shown and, and couldn't stop talking about it. So A Way Out is a game by the the dude, um, someone, F- Joseph Joseph Ferris, I think his name is, uh, who did Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, which mm. is a excellent video game. I love that game. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Sort of uh, control two different characters with the two different joysticks on the controller and sort of um, breaks your brain a wee bit while you try and get the hang of it, but it's, it's a really good game. Um, he's working on a a, a split screen, a, a, what is it, only co-op, right? You can only play this co-op. Yeah, you, you can only play so, it yeah. with someone else. and you, So you can play yeah. a couch co-op, which was kind of the thing that they mentioned as being like, you know, you, you, you've got to play it couch co-op. You can play it online, yeah. but they didn't really seem to recommend that, which makes sense, I guess. Uh, be yeah, pretty, I pretty think you'd want to play fun. it with... Yeah, someone in your close vicinity or, or a friend or, you know, partner or whatever, I think you'd have a lot more fun than some random person online who, you know, let's be honest, there's a 90% chance they're going to be a dick. Oh, big time. Like, I can just imagine, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, just the trolling that could go on in that game would be great. But I was oh. actually really surprised. Like, I was expecting, like, when you think, like, indie game, you think, you know, it's bad because it's sort of tainted with all the sort of indie side scrollers and you know pixel art graphics and all that kind of thing and yeah. when it was kind of like fully rendered and really beautiful looking um yeah i was quite taken aback i was like this fucking game this looks this looks great um yeah yeah and, i think ea has lent their frostbite engine out for this one and he was great fun he was he, he, he was, was yeah he, he was awesome mate. he just he, he couldn't contain his energy and his excitement for this game which is what we need on mm. stage definitely definitely fantastic um but yeah i think that was that was probably a uh, game of the 
conference kind of thing for, for EA. Uh, after that, we had Anthem, which is the Bioware. Oh, I mean, we we had Anthem, I'd say. We had, what, 10 seconds of Anthem at the EA Con? Yeah. They, mm, we had like a, what do you call it, like a teaser team, for teaser, the yeah. act. Like, or I guess it was a reveal, a reveal for the actual stuff that would be talked about later in another show. Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was. Um, I mean, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Anthem maybe later on, but I'll just say from my initial, when I saw it at EA, I was like, well, looks kind of like Titanfall and Destiny. So nothing mm. particularly new there. It looks very pretty, granted, uh, but I, I wasn't blown away by it. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, you know, excitement improved a little bit later on. But um, the next thing was NBA, which I don't think we have much to say about nah. uh, any of us, really. They're putting a story in that as well. So uh, that's pretty cool. They're incorporating <laughs> NBA streets into it. Uh, so you can, you know, do the do the pro NBA league or, or the street games and apparently earn respect on the courts or some nonsense. I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they closed the show, which this was a, I don't think this was a great way to close the show because it, it, it ruined their pacing. Mm-hmm. Um, Star Wars Battlefront 2, which awesome. Great. That's, that's cool. That looks, that looks like a great game. They had the voice actress for the uh, protagonist of the, the story um, of Star Wars Battlefront 2 come out and, and do the pitch. And she was fine. She, she you know, you yeah. can tell she was. Uh, she never really had a big role before, and she was quite excited about she it. Was, and that was, uh, that she was, was all... clearly prepared, clearly fucking stoked to be there, uh, yeah. and and wasn't awkward as fuck. So yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah I think she, she reminded me of of sort of John Boyega from uh, you know Force Awakens when he got the role as Finn. When you you saw him in like press junkets and things like that, he just seemed like a kid. You know, he was just yeah. he was just really he couldn't believe his luck that he got into this yeah. into this crazy like you know triple A movie sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and she had that same sort of humbleness and and uh, yeah yeah humility about her sort of thing. So that was really cool. But they ended the conference with thirty minutes. The conference pretty much they they had their big montage and their closing and all that, and then they just had thirty minutes of gameplay of Star Wars Battlefront Two, which just killed the pacing of that conference mm. completely. Eh. I didn't even watch it all. I just I just got sick of it after a while. They, they could have just kind of finished the conference early and just had that as kind of like an after show type thing instead of sort of yeah. uh, just maybe trying to sort of shoehorn it into the conference in a way. Um, game yeah. itself, game itself looks quite good. Um, it it looks does. Like it, it looks gorgeous. Yeah, it looks like what all those things that people wanted from the first yep. one they've sort of addressed and and fleshed out, which is which is awesome. So, yeah, um, it was it was quite cool when they when they showed it off. Uh, you know, b- before she started talking, they had that tweet come up from John Boyega saying, "What? There's no storyline in Star Wars Battlefront," and then that kind of overwhelmed the screen. Um, you know, using using effect, and it was cool that they acknowledged that that mm. they. They really did not fuck up, and and oh, they did fuck up, and they had so minimal content in that game that that you know that was just one failing. Everything else about that game was great. It just there wasn't enough of it. That that was all that was wrong with it, sort of thing. Um, so it was pretty cool that they addressed that head on. But that was the end of the EA Con uh, grades, gentlemen. I gave them an achieved plus. Achieved High plus, achieved. So not an A plus. <laughs> no, uh, it's uh, an A plus and a <laughs> achieved with an endorsement. So yeah. we're going by the New Zealand uh, NCEA system, which I actually can't remember what that stands for. Can you remember what that stands uh, for? National Certificate of Educational Achievement. So it's Boom, ca- there you it's, go. So the high school thing. It's the thing you get in high yeah, school. It's, yeah, it's your GCSEs if you're in Britain or it's your... Um, Oh, bloody hell. What do they call them in the States? I can't a, remember. Your a, G... A-levels, is it? No? I a-levels, I think, is 
A levels are UK. Uh, UK A levels well. are no levels. Uh, G- GPA score or oh, something. Yeah. I always remember yeah. American movies that they to oh my GPA is. Four point nine point nine. Was that good? Was that bad? <laughs> Multiple decimal <laughs> points. I don't, uh, are you sure that it's yeah. that high? Great. Uh, but anyway, Regan Gavin and achieved plus. So the the grades you can give are essentially achieved, or not achieved, achieved merit and excellence, and you can also give endorsements. So that's sort of a point five. If you give it an achieved plus, that's an that's a that's a you know achieved point five sort of thing. So Regan, you've gone with a achieved point five achieved yes. plus. Yep, I think, and and what it was, it was a way out that really saved that one for me. Otherwise, it would have just yep. been a, a solid achieved. Um, yep. yep. It's good, Balthazar. I gave EA an achieved. Um, yep. They brought enough to the table to get a pass that wasn't sports. You know, they had a way out. And they had Battlefront Two, yeah. um, and they had that Battlefield One DLC, but none of it was anything I'm particularly excited for. So, yep. you know, they they brought things for everyone, or at least they attempted to this time. They didn't just bring things for the sports fans. They didn't just bring things for the you know, COD boy fans sort of thing. They tried to bring a little bit of something for everyone this time, and so yep. for the effort they get and achieved. Nice, <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I gave them an achieved as well. I, I I liked a lot of what they brought. I really liked Need for Speed Payback. That was a really nice surprise, bar the GC Wellens uh, intro. And A Way Out was was awesome. Uh, I can't wait to play that. It looks really good. The uh, pretty much what I what I marked it down for was the the Star Wars Battlefront two pacing because it just I, <laughs> I I literally just I just closed the conference and I was like this is all there's going to be and I, I I just exited out of it and I didn't do that with any of the other conferences so. Um, it got it got a bit marked down for showing too much. There is such a thing as showing too much, so <laughs> I think EA <laughs> needs to learn to. Um, They'll yeah, figure it out, man. Bit. Next next year, yeah. EA is going to do well. They're getting better. They're, if you look at the curve, if you look at their gradient, it's going up. So you know, at least there's that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so yeah, we'll move on to Bethesda, which was the following day uh, <sighs> afternoon. <laughs> yep, that's uh, that pretty much says it all there, Regan. Let's crack through this one nice and quick, I think. There's yeah, not, there's yeah, not I, a whole lot to say on Bethesda, I'm afraid. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna get a bit negative in here if we stay on Bethesda for too long. Uh but yeah. So first thing we need to talk about without getting too personal is Pete Hines. Now mm. Pete Hines mm-hmm. is I don't know, I can't remember if he's the CEO, he's he's some sort of high high up in, in Bethesda. And he's just He's not the right energy for their conferences. Um, he seems like it seems like we've we've done him a disservice in being there and watching. And he he's really angry that with the fact that we all turned up. <laughs> and I I don't like that feeling, Pete. It's um it's it's very unsettling. Yeah. Do you guys feel the same? I, I'm quite, not quite sure how to sum it up, eh? And I think you you said it well before that it's yeah it's just not the right energy. Like he's, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure, Pete, I'm, uh, if you listen to this, mate, you, you're never going to listen to this, but if you listen to it, you're probably a fucking stellar guy and I'd have a beer yeah. with you, but I yep. just, yeah, I, mm, uh, on stage, there's just not a good sort of like warmth that you get from him. No, yeah, no, it, yeah. It's, it's very clinical and airing towards sort of angry doctor. <laughs> 
<laughs> so like it's not someone I would trust with a scalpel near me. Let's mm. just put it that way. Like the kind of doctor um, where you tell him what's going wrong and then he sort of like blames you for being sick. Yes, exactly. That's mm. perfect, Regan. That is exactly what it is. It's it's yeah, it's it's you go to your GP and you know, they're like, Well, you had this cardiac arrest because you know, you just lose some weight, fatty. Yeah. You're just like, Well, that's not what I expect <laughs> from my GP kind of thing. It's uh <laughs> so it turns yeah. out Pete is the vice president of PR and marketing at Bethesda. Uh, he's the PR dude, is he? Wow. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah. I mean, last year was I, I, I sort of, I could understand that level of hostility when Prey, the press got hold of Prey, the the announcement for Prey, and it sort of leaked around, and Bethesda were not very happy about that. Right. And I can kind of understand the hostility. Uh, his stage presence then, but again this year, nothing even happened. Bethesda have have you know made all the wrong moves. They've done that thing with that review policy. You know they're not giving out review copies anymore, and he's still mad as shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> just know, bizarre. Anyway, we'll we'll need to move on from from old uh, old Pete Hines. Uh, first thing was Doom VFR, which they never said what the F stands for, but I'm pretty sure we can all fill in the same thing as in, same thing as BFG. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. It was, um, you know, trying to be trying to be a wee, wee bit edgy there, Bethesda. Uh, and we'll get into edgy and why I think that needs to die in a ditch later on when we talk about Ubisoft. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Doom VFR. N- thankfully, you can teleport, so not everyone's going to throw up because you're moving around at, you know, 800 kilometers an hour like you do in Doom, um, <laughs> which yeah, could have been gonna, a massive... It's going to be an interesting experience, actually. I'm not quite yeah. sure how that's going to work, but yeah, Doom VFR... Looks okay. Looks all right. Yeah, mm. not too much to say about that. Um, Elder Scrolls Online, the Morrowind sort of chapter, or, or what is it? Expansion, I guess you call Expansion, it. Expansion, yeah. Um, yeah. It's already out. Um, it was already out before the show. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Really? I don't see what. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not quite yeah. sure what, why that was there. I think they just needed things to talk about. Like, um, my girlfriend's been playing that for a couple of weeks now. Uh, <laughs> so. The Morrowind one. Yeah, the Morrowind one. Yeah, oh, it's been yeah, out for a Jesus, while. That's- been out for ages. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. well, maybe not a couple. They weeks, had but... a lot of content on that too. That they, they had like fans of Morrowind talking about it on the, you know in their video and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and... yeah. Like it's, huh. They're going for a push, but yep, yep. There you go. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, well, I mean, let's actually talk about their their whole aesthetic for their press conference because they had this weird, terrible, terrible Bethesda Land sort of um, oh, yeah. theme going. Do you guys know the story behind that, though, at least? Because no, that makes no. it make more sense. Like, that was the actual thing. Like, if you were at E3, there was an area called Bethesda Land, and it had roller coasters and stuff, and you went on what? rides and things there. And oh. then there were areas that were closed off. So when they said wow. things like, you may notice some attractions at Bethesda Land weren't running yet and stuff like that, like, there were actually closed off areas and things like that within this theme park called Bethesda Land set up at oh, E3. Oh, man. That, man. Yeah, they really should have explained that to the people just <laughs> yeah. tuning in from home. <laughs> I found that out. I mean, yeah, we you know we all know someone who went to E3 and I was having a chat with him about it. And yeah, they, Bethesda Land was an actual theme park at E3 with actual rides and stuff. I oh, see. So you could ride ride the roller coasters with Pete Hines. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> sounds real appealing. Go to the haunted um, house with Pete Hines. Yeah, it's probably more appropriate. Um, yeah, that, that's strange. I thought it was just their aesthetic because you know Bethesda's all about their weird or Fallout. Essentially, you know they always have that old timey music and that old timey feel, mm. and and that just sort of to to gel with their with their thing. 
Um, but that makes a lot more sense. I just wish that was explained to me mm. <laughs> before I just tried to figure out what they were. Because it ruined their yeah. pacing as well. They had all these cool little animations and things, but it just killed the pacing of the of their conference too. Um, yep. Bit of a shame, but yeah, that's right. Uh, so they had a whole VR section. So we had Doom VR, we had uh, Fallout 4 VR, which probably the, the, the announcement that I care the least about in all of everything. <laughs> I See, j- just don't. I was I was talking to someone. Yeah, I would agree. I w- I care less about Skyrim VR, to be honest. But anyway, that's. I think that was an. Actually, we'll get Skyrim VR. Yeah, let's. let's that, I think it was. It's because it was another non-announcement. Fallout Four VR has already existed since Fallout Four came out. Because yeah. if you owned an Oculus Revive and Fallout 4 on PC, you can put your fucking headset on and play the game in VR. <laughs> it's always existed in VR since the game came out. Yeah, it's another yeah. non-announcement by Bethesda. See, this is the weird <laughs> thing. Like, I spoke to someone yesterday who has an Oculus and um, is big on VR gaming, like, is kind of following it and getting everything. And he was actually pumped for Fallout 4 in VR. Like, Really? Yeah, like, pumped for it. And I guess because... Oh up until you know up until this there's been no huge kind of vr releases like everything's sort of been experiences there's been some cool stuff but nothing's been huge and so yeah he was he was pumped um so i guess maybe it's one of those things that like perhaps because none of us have a vr headset it just yeah it kind of goes over our head you know True. I think yeah, it's for yeah. me more just that it's Fallout 4. Even if I had a VR headset, like non-VR Fallout 4 was a piece of shit. If you're telling me it's the exact <laughs> same game, but with also the added bonus of giving me a headache after 45 minutes, <laughs> like it's no, that's not in any way exciting. It's just to simulate the radiation poisoning that you would get. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Do you guys think that uh, Fallout 4 VR will be full price? Or will it yes. be the price that Fallout 4 is? It will be full price, you reckon? You reckon? Absolutely. I reckon. I, uh, I, th- yeah. I think it'll be, I think it'll be uh, just some, like, if oh, I would. I, Maybe like 10 bucks more than normal Fallout yeah, 4 or just, something. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I think it's because you're neglecting to kind of uh, add on the fact that Fallout 4 on its own may be cheaper now, but fallout 4 vr isn't just fallout 4 it will no doubt also come with all the dlc which are like 30 bucks each and there's like three or four of them Mm. so it's absolutely going to be a full like on ps4 we're talking 130 bucks i'm calling it for sure man that yeah i couldn't be least less interested in that (laughs) that game uh elder scrolls legends now i mean talking about be less interested (laughs) let's talk about less less interesting things than uh than pretty much everything did anyone did any has anyone played this game elder scrolls legends i i went to because after this conference (laughs) something which actually isn't on the list to talk about because there is nothing to talk about but there was that black and white shitty fucking video about quake champions um, oh, I got nice, the Bethesda yeah. launcher to try out Quake Champions because it is entirely, you know, like free to just jump in and play. And I saw that the card game was also, you know, entirely free to play and on the same launcher. And I was one click away from installing it and giving it a go. <laughs> but I I just couldn't make the click. Couldn't mm. do it. <laughs> Oh man! Well, um, yeah, I, I have I have actually nothing to say about that Elder Scrolls. Thank God the Bethesda Banshee wasn't there. Thank God they didn't go on about it for ten minutes this time. That's that's <laughs> yeah, all it was I really just have a to video, say. Video wasn't it? Just a little fucking yeah. trailer with the Skyrim theme playing. Because guess what? <laughs> fucking Skyrim. The amount of 
conferences that Skyrim showed up in was amazing. <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Eh? This game that came out in 2011. Yeah, I was just going to say, look, I, I don't want to go on about it too much because I've mentioned this to a few people this week, but that game is yeah. six years <laughs> old. <laughs> Looks it too. Six, ye- six yeah. years old. And when we yeah. heard about it multiple times in multiple different conferences this year, like everyone let go of Skyrim. <laughs> it's not even that great. It's not even no, that great of a game. Oblivion was better. Agreed. It's, I'm just going to say it. Oblivion was better. Agreed. So. Yep. <laughs> I, I like Skyrim a lot, but yeah, it's it's definitely not worth bringing back in 2017 at four different conferences or whatever it showed up in. Um, let's talk about Quite Champions really, really briefly because I, I just added that to the list now. Um, I want to talk about that video because that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible misstep <laughs> on, their, on their behalf. So Quite Champions opened with a black and white video, which was completely, you know, I, I would have loved this if this was tongue-in-cheek, but it wasn't. They were so serious and it was all about the best MLG players and they're all going to love Quake Champions and they've all got <laughs> the Quake logo on their shirts and they're yeah. all, you know, they're striving to be the best and, oh, I struggle so hard. Uh, brutal. It's just brutal. You can't, you, esports is, is a non-event, like, it's it's such a it's such a joke in and out of the gaming community or in the casual gaming community, at least mm. you can't get away with trying to be serious about esports. It just does not yeah. work. I didn't think any video on esports could be worse than like killer man 69 or whatever the, the blizzard one was that they did for overwatch. Oh yeah. Where they were all like, what are you going to do when you make it to the top and then you make a mistake and your fans hate you and it's got all this chat like, fuck you, Killer Man 69, you suck, rah, rah. <laughs> and then it's got this like angsty kid in his room smashing his keyboard and monitor because he is Killer Man 69 and he's he's getting shat on by his community and then they're like, but you just take all that hate and you jump right back into the game. And then he's like fucking rebuilding his computer and fights his way back to top. And I was like, what is this? What actually, who is this aimed at? What rebuilding his computer. Video? That is Amazing. incredible. I'm going to have to seek that out. Was that at BlizzCon or something? Uh, I don't know when it was. Oh, yeah, I'll link it to you after <laughs> this. But amazing. it was but this. I never thought anything would be worse. And then they did this. And I was <laughs> like, did. oh, wow, this is worse than Killer Man 69. Uh, it, it's just one of those things that you really hope your non-gaming friends don't walk in on you watching. Mm. It's, it's the exact thing I don't want people to think gaming is. <laughs> it's just this sort of nonsense, eh? Yeah, mm. rubbish. Um, but Quake Champions looks... Is that a hero shooter, Balthazar? Uh, yes. It is. Okay. I thought I thought it was, because everyone seemed to be using different powers and things like that. Um, but it's, it looks pretty fun. It shouldn't be, because it wasn't originally. You know, no. like, Quake no. wasn't. It was just a pure skill-based, run around quickly, blow shit up. And they've still mm. tried to keep that. You still run around quickly, um, but they've added hero powers. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, for example, they've got BJ Blazkowicz from Wolfenstein. Oh, yeah, he doesn't right. fit at all, but they've thrown him in. And his power <laughs> is dual wielding. Like, you hit um, you hit the power button and he uh, pulls a duplicate of whatever gun you're wielding out and then for like 10 seconds runs around dual wielding and stuff like that. So Right, right. Yeah, yeah I, I forgot they, they just chucked BJ Blazkowicz in there for no, no particular yeah. reason. Uh, that was a bit jarring, but yeah, I don't have anything else to say about Quake Champions apart from that cringe video, and um, and it looks alright, it looks fine. I'll, I'll be interested to hear what you think of it, Balthazar, once you've given it a, a crack. Oh, I won't be trying it again. <laughs> okay, oh, well there you go, there you have it. No more, uh, no more impressions Another from failure for Bethesda. <laughs> Another failure for Bethesda, but yeah, Skyrim on Switch was, was, was this debuted at the Bethesda Con, or was this... It I was. This was. Oh man. We already knew about it. Um, we knew it was. We knew about happen. it since that 
Yeah. So we saw the, that guy playing it on the plane. Yeah, and, that's uh, the one. That's right. <laughs> but they just showed now that you get Link's tunic and the Hylian oh, shield oh, from the Master that's Sword. Right. It was Link in Skyrim. The, it the was. reactions to this were amazing. I love how they said as well, like, you know, uh, Skyrim, like, you've never played it before. And, you know, <laughs> never before have you been able to play Link in Skyrim, except if you had it on the original platform it launched on PC. And, like, just all the modders added every single character from every other IP in the world within a week of the game launching. Like, it's not new or exclusive. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah, that, that was brutal, eh? The um the stream that the sort of reaction stream that I watched from the Easy Yellows they were they were just losing their shit when Link <laughs> showed up because one guy's like a massive Zelda fan and he just had look he he was shooting daggers at the screen and he was not happy about this amazing <laughs> was, oh Nintendo what what are you what are you doing um Dishonored DLC uh anyone any, anything to say about this I'm I'm not a Dishonored fan so nah. I'm really eh. yeah very good yeah. Yeah. Some, something about Dishonored. Go maybe pick it up if you want. There's um, like a black chick cyborg in the trailer. Don't yeah. know if that's relevant. Yeah, there was some some creepy looking mist and that's all I really remember. Mm. Um The Evil Within Two. Now this had a massive trailer. This this trailer went on for like yeah. three or four minutes. It was really, really yeah. long. Um Balthazar, you played the Evil Within One. You weren't that taken by it from what I remember. No. Are you gonna not play at all. the Evil Within Two? Are you gonna try it? No. No, okay. <laughs> no, the first one I've tried on like three or four separate occasions now to really commit and finish that first game, and it's just no, I can't. Okay, so they took Evil all the two. wrong things from old school. I mean, you can see what they were trying to do, and hopefully, Evil Within Two will do it correctly. They were trying to recreate the kind of height of survival horrors being back in sort of the late nineties, early noughties in terms yep. of you know atmosphere and things like that. But they decided to bring with it locked camera angles, terrible controls, and kind of all the stuff <laughs> that wasn't contributing to what made those games good. It was like the one drawback for them, and they decided to just bring that over as well. So maybe they'll learn their lesson and with Evil Within 2, make it a modern <laughs> game, that I, but taking all those atmosphere cues and storytelling and things from those older games. Maybe they'll right. get it right this time, but I don't know, it's Bethesda, so maybe <laughs> they'll have a new engine in the next 20 years. It sounds Not like they. Right. It sounds like the shortcomings of ukulele, so they they sort of brought over the really the stuff that everyone hated as well as yeah the stuff, the stuff they couldn't loved. distinguish what people liked or not. They just brought the whole package over. Put everything over, yeah, yeah, warts and all. Ah, that's a real shame. Um, it was a pretty cool trailer. That's that's all I really have to say. And yeah, I, I don't know. I'll grab it if it's like twenty bucks, <laughs> if and when it goes twenty bucks. But, uh, yeah, not too much to say about that. The next thing was the most exciting thing. Game, game of the conference, for sure, for me. Uh, Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Now, Wolfenstein, uh, this was teased last last year as a sort of Easter egg in, uh, in Bethesda's opening DOS prompt sort of intro thingy. Mm. Um, and it still has the same name, still called the new Colossus, but it's it's called, it's got a number. It's, it's Wolfenstein 2, for sure. It's not just a you know different world or, or different take on it or whatever. It's a sequel. So um, that's pretty cool. Hmm. What's the dealio with kind of the this series? Like, is this literally just the only the second kind of numbered Wolfenstein that they've ever made? Um. Well, there's the original Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 3D, which is the you know the, the really really old one, the, mm. the the granddaddy of them all kind of thing. And then, then there, was there was a sequel to that, which was Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Yeah, you're right. There was, and then there was one on PS2. I remember. Uh, wasn't very good. I can't remember what that one was called. And then I think New Order was the next one. 
So it's kind of just been reboots, really, Regan, or apart oh, from yeah. the second one back like in the nineties. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's always been BJ from what I remember. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's just been different different attempts at the Wolfenstein universe kind of thing. And New Order, we all loved. Um, and this just looks to be more of that. So I'm all in. I think this looks fantastic. Mm. It's um, it's zany, and it, you know, it's got that. At the end of the trailer, there's that dude taking acid and mucking around with that little um, oh, that's right. cartoon guy. I didn't quite get that what that <laughs> was the first time I saw it, and then I had to watch it back, and I was like, oh, so that's yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that I... like what now? This should have by far been you know one of the most exciting things. Full stop at e3 really because yeah we all loved wolfenstein new order so much yeah and it just wasn't there for me no it just was not there i know the game is going to be great and i'm going to pick it up because you know the the first one and old blood were both great so i'm definitely going to be picking it up but the presentation and the reveal of this and the trailer for it none of them hit the mark for me at all yeah um I don't like the fact that it's called the new Colossus rather than just like originally we only saw the word Colossus. And if it was even yep. just called Wolfenstein 2, you know, the Colossus, the fact that it's called the new Colossus is, you know, continuing with the naming convention from the first game, the new order. But that also indicates that in the first game, the Nazi regime was just a new order that had been formed. Now they've come to full power and they're the new Colossus. But if we fucked it up and failed the first time when they were a smaller order, how are we going to succeed now that they're even bigger and even more powerful? It sets it up as being ludicrous expectations from the start. And secondly, that trailer, I just, I didn't like it. I think I mentioned to you guys after I watched it, but the pacing was terrible. It kept cutting out partway through scenes and jumping all over the place to other things. Like it wasn't cut together like a trailer as in delivering you cool aspects from different parts of the game. It was cut together as though it was just showing you three sequences from different parts of the game, but it cut away from each sequence into a new one at a really just inappropriate or poor time to cut. The transitioning was horrible. It was like they were actually just live cutting together footage behind the stage as they were showing it like, shit, we're not prepared to show anything here. It was abysmal. It was horrible. Yeah. Like, they've really damaged my hype for this game with that first trailer. It, and starting it with that typical Bethesda tacky bullshit that like, oh, look, it's the fucking 50s and we're doing like a 50s TV commercial or like Lassie style TV show but with one of those cyber dog things as oh, the thing like right, oh yeah. it was typical Bethesda tacky shit and it honestly ruined any hype that I had for this game it was a horrible presentation well let's hope Man, the game that, that's itself brutal. is okay one, you know once it comes yeah, it will be. <laughs> like absolutely I have faith because Bethesda aren't making the game they're just the publisher so I have 100% faith that the game will be good um, but the presentation of it at Bethesda's conference was just abysmal. I, I do agree with that. I think the pacing of this this trailer, if you want to call it that, was uh, was brutal. It was, yeah, very bizarre. I didn't really know what was going on. I, I enjoyed what, everything I was seeing, but I didn't really understand how it all fit together or anything like that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, I do agree. But uh, my, I'm still well hyped for this. I'm, you know, anything Wolfenstein, it, it'll take a lot to um, to stop me not being excited for that. So, yeah, bit of a shame there. But um, the last thing we'll talk about in the Bethesda, which is massively controversial again they tried to slip this one by everyone but uh people picked up on it immediately you underestimate the power of the collective angry angry <laughs> or sweaty gamers uh bethesda 
paid mod content is back in the form of Bethesda's Creation Suite. Is that what they called it? Creation, Creation Club or something? Yeah, yeah. Creation I can Club. Hang. That's what it was. Creation Club. Yeah, the alliteration. Um, yeah, they're you know, oh, we're going to be making mods and we're going to be hiring the best modders to make mods, and you can pay for them. And <laughs> they tried to they tried to slip it by by calling them credits, eh? By being like, yes, they did. When it yes, got to it, they yes, were they like, did. you know, just just pay for the mods using credits from you. Blah blah blah. And yeah. it's like, well, what's a what's a what's a credit? Bethesda? That's not a real world currency. Yeah. Bethesda. And so then you dig a little deeper, you pause the the video, and there's yeah. a button at the bottom that says, "Buy credits." And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> "Fuck you, Bethesda." Fuck. Yeah. You. Is Bethesda the new Ubisoft? Perhaps it seems like there's been a bit of a switch. We'll get to Ubisoft in a second, but um, I think they could be. I think they could be changing uh, changing places in terms of the public perception of them. I think they're trying to fill a gap. Like they know that they're in a lull as far as games that they they've got coming yeah. out. So they're trying yep. to like make up revenue elsewhere, which as far as a business decision goes is, is okay, but it's very anti-gamer. So yeah, 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 yeah. I was I was not happy with that. I just thought it was hilarious that they tried to dress it up and people sniffed it out immediately. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> great. Um, all right, boys. What are you going to give this conference out of you know? In CEA, not achieved. <laughs> Rough. Sorry, just, I just not achieved. Yeah, uh, I'll give them if there was something lower than a not achieved, as in <laughs> right. So, assuming like this, I'm assuming right in this scenario, you get achieved for showing up and spelling your name correctly on the exam paper, <laughs> and Bethesda get a not achieved. They weren't even able to do that. Yeah. They spelled Bethesda with a six. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice one. Uh, and, they, Regan, and they charged you to read it as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Regan, do you want to just give us some uh, some brief thoughts as to why I'm not achieved? Uh, well, because they mentioned Skyrim again. And Skyrim is a <laughs> six-year-old <laughs> game. Like, if you look, if you run your eye down the list and you, you look at that, okay, Doom's an old game. Morrowind yep. ha- has released. Fallout 4 is released and, and is getting old. Elder Scrolls yep. card games released. Quake is like in beta. Um, Skyrim's released. There's actually like, there's like only a third of what they talked about is anything new. And they should be talking about new shit at, at E3, you know? Um, yeah. 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 All right. Uh, Balthazar, you, did you say what grade you gave it as well? I gave it not achieved as well. Not achieved. Yeah. Yep. The lowest and, uh, scoring not achieved. For for what reasons? Uh, pretty much the same things as Regan, but harsher. Like you know, they, <laughs> it, like they, it was all old stuff. I would go so far as say less than a third was new stuff. If you consider, yeah, the DLC for Dishonored may be new, but Dishonored isn't new. Yeah. Um, and then so the two new things were Evil Within Two and Wolfenstein Two, and Evil Within One was a travesty. So I'm not hyped for Two, and Wolfenstein Two was the worst showing of a good game that has ever been made in the history of mankind at a press conference. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not, yeah, not achieved. Not achieved, not achieved, stay after class. Um, yeah, I gave the same. I gave it a big, big fat NA. <laughs> uh, I was I was not, not at all happy with the pacing of the conference. I was not happy with the Bethesda land aesthetic because I thought it, A, ruined the pacing, and B, was just tacky as shit, and they just, you just don't need that. Just show us games. Like, we don't need this whole freaking theme thing going on um skyrim again yeah they showed everything they pretty much showed has, has already been released 
what saved it from not being a complete shit show, pretty much the only thing I was really interested in was Wolfenstein 2, which, as you mentioned, Balthazar, the presentation was garbage, but the game looked great. So um, it still doesn't get an achieved because one <laughs> out of, what, 10 things is not a pass. But um, And also, uh, talking about sort of old things, or, or rather just not new things, if you uh, pause the Wolfenstein 2 trailer at the point where uh, BJ climbs up the ladder and gets ambushed by the, you know, the chick with the afro and the grenade, and yep. then you go to about halfway through the A Way Out trailer from EA and pause it there, I think you'll find that's the same exact sassy black woman. So they even stole that <laughs> from something else. Foxy Cleopatra from Austin Powers. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, yeah, uh, really, really terrible job there, Bethesda. Um, pull your socks up and do better next year, please. All right, we'll move on to Ubisoft. Now, I, I think it's safe to say we all had pretty low expectations going into Ubisoft. Uh, previous conferences have been pretty bad most of the time, or generally hovering around a 5 or a 6 out of 10, mm. I would say, with Ubi. Um, the first thing we had from Ubisoft, this was a great way to open the conference. A, because everyone thought this was this game was going to be terrible, um, and B, just because of the, the camaraderie between two people, which we'll get to soon. But So the first thing Ubisoft showed was Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom something. Kingdom Struggle or something like that. I can't remember what the hell it's called. Mario plus Rabbit's Kingdom. I'll just go with that. Uh, and we had Eve Guillermo, who's the CEO of Ubisoft, or, or, you know, he calls it Ubisoft as he's French, and that really pissed me off. Um, because it's his studio, call it what he wants, but it's ubiquitous software, Ubisoft. Um, he came out and he sort of introduced, and, and he said, you know, he was really passionate about this project. He... He said he loved Mario games and he loves Nintendo and you know he's been he's been working closely with these guys to make sure this game is as, as good as it can because I think when this leaked and this leaked a while ago this project everyone was just in an uproar because Nintendo is a cherished a cherished brand by a lot of people and Rabbids is not <laughs> and um, uh, yeah I don't know Eve, Eve just came out and, and talked about how much he, he loved working on this project and uh, and then he brought Miyamoto out which was awesome and Miyamoto came out with that shit eating grin that he always has mm. and uh, holding some sort of replica weapons from the game and Eve and Guillermo just kind of chatted just chatted it up like old friends or, or Eve and, and Miyamoto's translator uh, at one point as well and I just loved it I just thought it was great there was a lot of love in the air there was, a, there was a pretty <laughs> awesome project on display at the end. Uh, what did you guys think about this? It was a little bit odd. Like, it was a little bit clunky. <laughs> it's definitely odd. <clears throat> which, yeah. which is fine. I mean, Miyamoto was on the stage, so you sort of yep. can take a little bit of that. Um, <clears throat> that was what it was. The game itself was kind of intriguing. Like, this sort of yeah. Mario game where you rock around and you go into these battle areas where you play like a like, almost like a little miniature XCOM type thing. Uh, yeah. It actually, looking at it, I was quite intrigued, and I reckon I'll definitely check it out. Um, I hope it's on Switch. I don't, they didn't actually say it, if it's on Switch. No, it's it's, def, it's only on Switch. Oh, is it only on Switch? Oh, o- only great. on Switch. Cool, yeah. done. Yeah, packed with Nintendo. Um, so, yeah, I, I think the, I thought it was just a really beautiful-looking game. I thought the animation was stunning, and all the colors and everything, you know, it was typical of Nintendo. Um, let's just hope there's not the Ubisoft jank you know all the way through it kind of thing but um yeah i thought it looked really great balthasar i'm really intrigued to hear your thoughts on this yeah it's I, i'm still sort of 
I'm not sure where I fall on this one, whether I fall on looking forward to it because it looks like a genuinely fun, interesting, quirky, unique title. Yeah. Or if I fall on wanting it because I'll buy any old shit for my switch. Um, (laughs) And so just being excited that it was something announced for the switch kind of thing that wasn't fucking Skyrim. Um, (laughs) So I haven't thought a whole lot about it since the conference. Um, I kind of looked up some more stuff just to see a bit more about it um, sort of on the day. And it certainly looks interesting. I'll give it that. Um, I'm not sure that it's anything I'm particularly excited for as a game, Yeah, but I am excited for the prospect of seeing Nintendo IPs in a new light, you know, being worked with new studios in new ways for new genre games and things like that. Um, And I think using it with sort of a flagship IP, like one of the most famous game characters and exclusive you know characters in the world in the industry um being worked with a different developer you know not a first party nintendo title with mario in it um yeah that's i think what i'm most excited for just the fact that if this works well it will most likely lead to nintendo being less cagey um and actually not just you know, putting third-party developed games on the Switch, but working with third-party developers to make Nintendo games. Mm. Um, and I think that that would only be a good thing. Yeah, that's So good I'm excited for it more conceptually than for the game itself and for what the yeah. game represents. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, definitely. It was an interesting thing to see, and I'm excited to see how it all pans out, and I hope it goes well. I, I think, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point, because I was just sort of ha- trying to have a, have a think in... Uh, I can't think of anything Nintendo has sort of partnered with, or you know, a third party that Nintendo has partnered with to produce a game. I don't know. If, like uh, there must be something, but I can't. I can't think of something off the top of my head that sort of has. It's made by Nintendo, but also made by another mm. publisher or or you know a conjoined co co production sort of thing. Can anyone think of something that's sort of branded that way? Not off I the top of my head, eh? No, no, no. No, that's, that's really, really interesting. I wonder if it's their... It can't be their first, surely. There must be something out there. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I agree. I think I think it's a really, really good move. Um, Nintendo, I think there must be something... They must have a, a bunch of new blood in the industry. I think they've hired a bunch of new people um, ever since the sort of passing of um, Iwata. I think uh, uh, quite a lot of people, new people have come into the company. And I don't know if you guys saw that the Nintendo's sort of online services, they sort of did a heel turn on that. And they're now offering a way better deal for the, the online service that they're going to bring to the Switch. Are they really? Um, I hadn't heard about yeah, that. Yeah, they are. They, so before they were going to ask, uh, they, they were going to sort of give you one game per month. You, you could choose from like three or something and you got one and you only got it for that one month. Yeah. Mm. Now you get a bunch of them. And you get to keep them forever. So yeah, as long as your subscription doesn't lapse, you continue yeah, to hold on sure. to them. I think yeah, like, yeah, the, the, like the PlayStation yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus model kind of thing. As long as you've got that. Yeah, exactly. Going. Yeah. yeah, and it's like uh, it's a really small amount too. I think it's about twenty bucks a year or something. Yeah, it was. I was looking at it, and it was like two dollars fifty a month or something oh, like yeah. that. Wow, it's, which is just that's ridiculous. Insane. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Right. Even and if you know. Even if you assume that most of the stuff that comes, at least at the start, is going to be, you know, garbage. Like, oh, this this month I get Tetris and, you know, stuff like that. Like, <laughs> and then eventually Mario. over time, like for 20 bucks a year, 
in a year you're going to get more than 20 bucks worth of those classic remakes that you can yeah. hang on to kind of thing yeah. like it won't be too long before they run out of the you know tetrises to give to you dr mario and all that stuff and they're going to have <laughs> yeah, to be yeah. like oh you know here's uh here's dk1 from game boy kind of thing yeah. and stuff like that mm. and just some classic oh. platformers and yeah That'd be great. That, that'll turn the Switch into sort of the new arcade machine that you can just carry around with you. That sounds awesome. Mm, it does sound Love great, it. yeah. But yeah, just, just with that and the and the sort of partnership with Ubisoft to make this game, I, th- I feel like Nintendo is, is finally, finally starting to, you know, pull their socks up a wee bit and, and expand their horizons. We as opposed see. to just keeping everything in the house, mm. which is which is really cool. But yeah, that's, um, that's Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle, I think it's called actually. And we'll move on to the next one, which is a, uh, you know, it's been gone for a while, and it's back in all its glory. Assassin's Creed Origins, which is the one set in Egypt. Um, I'm actually intrigued by this quite a lot. I'm not sure if I'm excited, but I'm you know, very intrigued by it. You know what's crazy? I'm actually, I'm actually well hyped for this. I, Are you? Yeah, I don't know why. I don't know what it is. But I think, I, I don't know, I think they've just won, me, won a bit of favor in my heart for taking a year off, and yeah. it looks good. Uh, it does look good. It looks it like does fun. Look good. It looks like fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't care what people did say. You, I'm pumped. Did you notice, Regan, that they've taken all the bloody minimap crap off, and they've turned it into a compass? Yes, they've, the done, they've done the whole, yeah, what game was that? Skyrim was it? thing. Yeah, well, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, or Horizon Zero Dawn sort of thing. Yeah, exactly. Um, which is yeah, which is really cool. Um, I think it, it's it's an interesting solution to the whole like peppered map of symbols, you know. Um, yeah. Because that's kind of one of people's complaints about Assassin's Creed is it's just like a big laundry list, as you would say, Abe. And so they've kind of just. I, I would imagine this the laundry list is still going to be there, but it's going to be less obvious, perhaps. And so yeah, yeah, yeah um, it's kind of kind of clever. But the game itself looked really good, the showing that they did. Um, they actually didn't show much of it in the Ubisoft. No, Cruzo. not a huge... They, they had a hilarious... Um, why they did this is beyond me, but they said, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll be showing it after the show. And they cut to this sort of vague demonstration of it in some horribly lit room. And there was just oh, a tiny right. 24-inch screen with glare <laughs> yeah, all over it. Yeah, and, you and that was the first it. showing we got of it. Yeah, You couldn't see anything. <laughs> it's <laughs> terrible. But... Um, yeah, no, I agree. I think it looks really cool, and we'll get to Far Cry Five a bit later on. But if they're, if they're implementing that sort of um, the 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 ideology and the and the tools that they're going with in, the, in Far Cry Five, and that you don't have a whole bunch of uh, a list of stuff to do, you have to go out and explore the world and find quests. I think that's great. And if mm. they bring that over into Assassin's Creed, I think that's great. I I don't want my map to be peppered with a bunch of crap. Um, that overwhelms me and makes me not want to play your game. I just I want to go out and explore and, and wanna, find quests yeah. like I like I would in you know if this was a real world kind of totally. thing. You want to go out and you want to find not just like a chest somewhere that has a question mark over it. You want to go and you want to find someone or some kind of landscape yeah. that leads you down a path yeah. that you didn't expect. Um, yeah, that's the, the Zelda ethos, uh, the Zelda sort of ideology, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. The um, of the wild. And you get that feeling as though you've been out there and you, you, you journeyed over that hill because you thought it looked interesting and you found something cool. Um, that is so much more engaging than a mini map with question marks, you know? So, yeah. 
Excited. Absolutely. I think I'm excited. I think it looks awesome. They, they had a really good trailer for it. They didn't show a huge amount of it, but the trailer was, was uh, wicked. I can't wait to, you know, hang around the Nile River and um, be attacked by alligators. Looks great. Yeah. It's great fun. Uh, the next thing that they showed was the crew two, which was a little bit of a poor showing for this game. Um, I'm I'm intrigued again. A, a lot of I'm using that word a lot with Ubisoft. More intrigued than excited. But uh, I thought the crew one was a really cool idea, being able to drive around all of the United States. Um, you know, listeners will know that I'm a I love traveling and I love just going and seeing different cultures and things like that. And the crew was a was an awesome way, or should have been an awesome way to see all of all of uh, the United States. And unfortunately, it was a bit of a Ubisoft game and that it had radio towers and a whole bunch of endless bullshit to do. And the crew two looks to be the same, but with planes and boats. <laughs> mm, and motocross <laughs> so bikes. And, and motocross bikes. Like almost yeah, like yeah. every type of, you know, land-going vehicle and air-going vehicle. Yeah, yeah it's... It's bizarre. I, if they yeah. if they turned it into some sort of wacky races style uh, game where there's you know people in all sorts of vehicles, including like <laughs> giant hot dogs and things like that, yeah, man, I'm all about that. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be great. Mutley sitting in the back, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't think the guy did a did a great job of showing this game off, and the trailer didn't either. But again, if they implement that game design philosophy from Far Cry Five, or hopefully what. We'll, what sound like is going to be in Far Cry 5 wherein you just go out and explore that's that's awesome like I'll, I'll definitely pick up the crew if that's what you're going to do with it that sounds great mm. so um yeah not too much to say on that one the next one this only made a really brief appearance um South Park Fresh and Butthole obviously that's coming out this year uh October and you know looks great we, we've known it looks great for years now <laughs> <laughs> give us that goddamn game as long as we can say I think that's all there is to say about it like hey guys just yeah. remember that this game is coming cool we yeah. fucking know yeah. it's coming just <laughs> give no, us no the... one's forgotten yeah. <laughs> no one's forgotten yeah. just waiting on it yeah, yeah. I mean uh, Balthazar you, you weren't aware that it was coming out this year right no I um, somehow missed that because they didn't announce it at E3 because it was already announced you know a month yeah. or so ago they just yeah. showed more stuff i then went back and rewatched some of the stuff and yeah noticed that at the end they had the release date on it and i was like oh yeah he confirmed for this year guys and you're like <laughs> yeah old news fuck off <laughs> <We're> <laughs> <already new there. laughs> yeah it was um uh yeah i think a month ago or something like that they confirmed it but again like i'm not i'm not happy until that game's in my hand um mm. <laughs> i Something could change. Trump could get assassinated. Who knows? And then they'll have to rewrite the whole bloody thing mm. <laughs> because you know the last time that last time this happened, Trump actually won the election, and then they had to. Well, theory goes they had to rewrite it because Trump won the election, sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Just give us South Park, please. Uh, I think it's off. a solid theory. I, I think it sounds pretty feasible, eh? Because like, Mr. Garrison is too. Because you know, obviously, it wouldn't have been necessarily you know Trump in the game. They would have drawn the same parallels as in the show. Um, and with Mr. Garrison being such a, an active character in the show, they couldn't not have him in the game. So they had to make sure he was portrayed correctly. Um, and we already knew they had to rewrite that episode um, regarding the election results yeah, you know, yeah, the day true. before it aired because they thought it would end differently, which yeah. you know stands to reason that, yeah, they would then have to go back and rewrite every single scene and or mention of Garrison in the game. 
Yeah, far out. Yeah, I kind of feel sorry for them now. That imagine mm. having that dropped on you. Eh? Real life, you have to you have to follow real life. That'd suck. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, give us give us South Park Ubisoft. Uh, next thing was transference. Now I don't really remember what this was. I think it was quite it was esoteric. Very, it was, it was sort of very a, quick, and it had um, the guy from the Lord of the Rings uh, play Gandalf. No, uh, no, nah, nah, the little one, the little one. Um, Gimli? Frodo. Slightly buggy. Frodo, yeah, what was his name? Oh, Elijah uh, Wood. Yeah, yeah had yeah. Elijah Wood in there and uh, yep. yarning on about something. But yeah, it was, it didn't really show much about the game. Um, was yeah. just that like that one where it was in like a, a, a sanitarium or was that a different one? That was another one. That was another. thrillers on show, I think. Yeah, that was a super massive game. Um that was called Inpatient, the Inpatient. Yes. Yep. All right. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, very strange amount of sort of VR, mm. uh, psychological VR thrillers going on this yeah. year. But yeah, I, I don't really know yeah. transference. All I remember from it is, is there was a bunch of wood panel TVs that look like they're from the 70s and then sort of some barcode type iconography going on. And yeah. that's all I really remember from it and don't really know what it is. Or some people <laughs> might be pumped. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Has anyone wanted Elijah Wood in their video games? I don't know, maybe. But uh, there you go. Um, Skull and Bones. Now, this is a. I mean, it wasn't unexpected because everyone, Ubisoft, obviously realised how much everyone loved the seafaring naval combat in um, Black Flag, game from 2014. But they've turned it into a, into its own thing, and now it looks like a you know decent game. And I. It doesn't really excite me. No. It's, but it looks like it's going it, to be fine, I guess. The thing that gets me about Skull and Bones is that I'm like I'm well excited for Sea of Thieves for some reason. Yes. But yes, yes. Not, that hasn't quite transferred across to this. And I don't, I can't, I'm not quite sure why. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just kind of the, the sort of, yeah, it's very serious. It looks very serious. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is, Regan. That's what I was going to say. It's it doesn't have that tongue in cheek rare humor that Sea of Thieves, Sea of Thieves has. Mm. Um, Skull and Bones is just sort of yeah, it's very staunch and has that stiff upper lip going on, and it's you're like, oh, kind of just feels like Assassin's Creed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can do it with my mates. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And can you? I, I suppose we don't really know, but can you get off your ship? Like, it, is it just? sailing around Just, in a ship yeah well true yeah i mean they didn't really show any of that did they it was i think they got no. to boarding the other ship and that was kind of it i guess um, yeah yeah, yeah. It, it seems like it could be very very shallow uh you know sorry to use that that um word but <laughs> it seems it seems very one note to me mm. but i don't know it could it could be good we'll have to wait and see on that one um just dance which everyone knew this was coming because it comes every year, uh, and you know it was what it, it was. What it was, um, <laughs> some robots came out and did a did a sort of Daft Punk style number, and then some K-pop or J-pop. I I'm just going to sound racist here, but I, I can't tell the difference. <laughs> but <laughs> they came out and did a number, and then some some girl came out. I don't. I think I was supposed to know who this was. Yeah, um, I didn't. They labelled her no. as a recording artist. Um, yes, that was that was her title that came up on the screen. Recording artist, amazing. Um, just uh, me, me and I'm communicating with Yuri and exactly the same thing. We put both put in the chat. 
recording at us. <laughs> <So> like, yes, <laughs> <That's great. laughs> wonderful. What a title. Yeah, uh, yeah. And she was she was all right until a certain part of the song, and then she just went yeah. way off key, and I, I it hurt my ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> There's something funny going on there, but um, yeah. And then she sort of did a weird kind of like caricature thing, and sort of stood there and was like, "Just dance out now." It was. <laughs> Oh, was, not out now, it was like but, a commercial, you know. but they couldn't cut away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <It> was, yeah. <laughs> like, no, this is live. You can't, you can't do that. Like, mm. you've got to walk off stage or something. Like, yeah, that that was strange. But we all knew it was coming, so you know, it wasn't wasn't unexpected. Um, I don't remember this next one at all. Starlink Battle for Atlas. This was one where you could. It was kind of one of those ones where you buy physical. Uh, things oh, almost like Lego things. You yes. create a little kind of um, ship, and then that goes into the game, and you get to fly the ship about and do things. Right. Um, yes. Yes. I yeah, remember I'd... seeing the trailer, thinking, with the like, correct me if I'm wrong, but were they building their ships on their controllers? Is that what was I going on? I don't look at it in enough detail. Uh, maybe. Maybe. I, I felt like I, I felt like I saw that and was really confused. It looked like someone was building a ship and it sort of clicked onto the middle of your Xbox controller. So sudden your, suddenly your Xbox controller was about, you know, a foot high. <laughs> yeah. it, it seemed very, very bizarre. Um, yeah. I wasn't really too sure. I'd, honestly, this game looks, it just doesn't look looks like pretty it. It looks, like a, looks very, yeah, very, very generic space kind of video game with uh, toys to life, you know, style mm. Skylanders and uh, Disney infinity um, mechanics going on there. So, yeah, pr- bit of a non-event that one. Um, Steep, which is the snowboarding, paragliding, skiing game that Ubisoft released last year. Yeah, would have been last year. Uh, bombed hard. No one bought that game. Yeah. <laughs> and they're bringing out Olympics expansion for it. Yeah, like which... some story. It looks like some story DLC, oh. um, or maybe like a career yes. DLC. You could perhaps say. Um, yeah. Yeah. Feels like they support a... Steep. Yeah, steep Olympics. They put their their like lit rings and things on it. Yeah, that would cost a fair a fair whack to get that uh, you know that partnership with the Olympic, the official Olympics kind of thing. And this game didn't make any money, so I'm kind of trying to figure out that move. Mm. Uh, yeah, odd. Anyway, not much to say on steep because none of us have played that either. Uh, I'll pick it up when it's when it's cheaper. But they're still trying to sell it for you know fifty bucks, and uh, it's not going to happen. Not so much. Yeah. Um, no, Far Cry 5, so lots to say about this one. So Far Cry 5 is set in Montana, and it's sort of based around this this crazy uh, crazy cult that's taken over uh, Hope County in Montana. Now, I'm really pumped for this game. I think it looks great, and if they, it, you know, if they if they bring that that philosophy into it, if I, I watched an interview with the the um, the game's producer Dan Hayes, and he was talking about the whole, you know, you have to actually wander around and find people to to get quests off and, and um, you know, you'll hear someone say, oh, someone, someone usually hangs around down by the barn and then you have to be like, oh shit, where's, where's the barn at? Like look around and see if you can scout a barn and go, go talk to this dude and he might give you a perk or he might give you a weapon or something like that. Um, I think this also looks awesome and predominantly due to the really controversial and, and kind of topical nature of, of the story. Did either, did this catch either of you guys, your guys' eyes? It definitely was different. Like I had, I wasn't yeah. expecting it. Like, oh, to be fair, I hadn't sort of sat there and pondered what I would do with the next um, Far Cry title. But yeah, yeah. It, it um, it's gonna be interesting. Um, and yeah, yeah, I can see it. 
invoking more sort of wrath in me as a player so like if they're you know doing creepy ass cultish like you know hate fueled stuff in the game it's actually going to probably fuel me and i'm going to get angry and i'm going to want to go on a rampage um (laughs) you know which suits far cry perfectly um so yeah i think it's cool i think it's good yeah Uh, i mean obvious stand in westboro baptist church right that's that's essentially who these these people are or you know any number of cults in the states but i think the westboro baptist church are probably the one that that they've taken the most um the most influence from kind of thing and they're a horrible group of human beings so yeah i have no i have no um qualms about killing them and murdering them in cyberspace that's that's fine by me (laughs) yeah (laughs) um you get a dog companion which is awesome the dog can disarm people and can bring weapons back to you which I think is great. Any any game that, that offers me a dog, I'm well in. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's big awesome. time. A dog companion and, that can get me guns. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, looks looks wonderful. I just I really hope there's no downgrade, which sounds like famous last words when it comes to Ubisoft. But this game looks really good, but it looks good enough to not be a lie at this point. Like it, it looks like it would run on on current gen consoles, kind of thing. So I'm really hoping it just stays this level of, of fidelity and, and quality kind of thing, and they don't just do something really, really dumb with it. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm well pumped for this. This is probably my most pumped for Ubisoft game, and it's coming out February 2018. So I've got a wee while to wait, and we've got Assassin's Creed coming out uh, later this year, Regan. When is that coming out? Uh, that is a good question. I did look it up. Hang it's on. Let me find out. September or- or I want to say maybe September or October. Um, it is. Uh, uh, did we get a date? Yeah, we did. This is quality listening for our uh, listeners out there. <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Intrusive audio entertainment. Why is it not sweet. just? Why is it not just on Google when I Google it? Come on, Google. <laughs> <laughs> but you're more uh, oh, oh, to this side than South Park. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know. South Park, the hype is kind of just like I. It feels like I already have that game in a way. Like it's just been around for so long, and I yeah, the hype is, has died off for that one. Unfortunately, I'm going to be well pumped when I actually get it. But yeah, I'm I'm not in terms of hype. I'm I'm more hyped for Far Cry now than um than South Park. October twenty seventh, Assassin's Creed. October twenty seventh. There we go. Okay, so we're that's that's the start of the holiday season for the states, sort of thing. Yep. Um, for Assassin's Creed. Uh, the last thing on the Ubicon was Beyond Good and Evil 2, which I don't think anyone thought was going to be making an appearance. Hasn't made an appearance for two years now. They, they showed a really short thing uh, a couple of years ago with the main character. I think her name's Jade from the, from the original game. And it looks like they've gone a completely different direction, but a really good direction with Beyond Good and Evil 2 because I was pretty pumped for this. It looks really interesting and really unique. I never played the first Beyond Good and Evil, um, so I sort of was—I was actually didn't really know anything about it. So I was kind of watching the trailer, going, "Huh, this is this is different." Um, yeah, you got? Did you both play it? I didn't. You didn't? Um, I'm pretty sure Hannah played the first one and liked it. Um, I never played the first one, um, so yeah, no kind of a, no expectations or attachment coming into seeing stuff for the second one no hype yeah yeah i i played the demo of the first one on playstation 2 and it was it was fine from what i remember but i wasn't that taken by it but i after 
seeing everyone so excited for Beyond Good and Evil 2, I, I instantly looked this one up on Steam because my computer can probably run a game from 2003. And 9's uh, and, you know, galore for this game. So I'm definitely going to play through the first one before, before number two arrives because um, everyone says it's you know one of the best third-person action-adventure games ever made. Oh, shit. So, yeah. Sounds yeah, pretty high <laughs> praise, eh? Um, but this trailer was was really cool. I just I love the I love the the monkey um, and the sort of Cockney Cockney monkey um, yeah. London accent that, that he had going on, and everyone had really interesting characters about them. And the only thing I didn't like was there was just way too much swearing in this trailer. Yeah, <laughs> like I I don't care about you know I, I'm, I wasn't offended. I just thought it was really really crappy like cheesy it felt like someone trying to be cool and trying to be edgy does mm. mm. a little bit yeah, yeah I w- what i will say about the trailer though is that the visuals amazing it looks so yeah, good yeah. It, absolutely stellar eh? absolutely incredible uh, i am a little concerned with all the games and how good they're looking because i do wonder you know if they're going to look this good when they actually come out um yeah you know the whole watchdog syndrome type thing um, but I, I, I think maybe people have learned their lesson, but yeah, they, they just look so phenomenal that I'm, I'm concerned, shall we say. <laughs> they could have yeah. been all showing on the, uh, the Scorpio. Yeah, they pr- probably were. Yeah. 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 I mean, they could even get away with a high end PC. They never said what console, they never mentioned consoles. I don't think or anything. They just sort of had that, that, that trailer for it. Mm. Um, the other thing about Beyond Good and Evil, was, which was cool was they had the, the, you know, the dude who, well, I think the I think that maybe they both worked on it, but at least the the guy got really emotional. The guy who came out and presented it, because mm. um, obviously this has been in the works for a long, long, long time, and it's probably been in development hell, probably um, you mm. know been on hiatus for many, many years. And he he got he was just super chuffed to finally be able to show this off to people, and uh, he thanked Eve, and and you know. Uh, Eve just seems like a great dude. Like to be honest, um, he, he's second in line after Phil Spencer as to greatest person in the in the industry, from what I can tell. Like Eve is just a, he seems like a really nice person. Mm. Just just a just a really good dude. Um, but yeah, that was the end of the Ubicon. It ended with Beyond Good and Evil Two, which is a great way to end a conference. That that's how you end a conference Bethesda and EA. Not with thirty minutes of Star Wars. Not with freaking <laughs> um, what did Bethesda end with? <laughs> well, uh, I can't remember. What did they was end it Wolfenstein? With? Yeah, Wolfenstein. Uh, Wolfenstein. Yeah, Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah. Not, I was not trying. I was desperately then trying to think of that line from fucking Star Wars Episode Two or whatever it was. Then when you were like, "Not with this, not with that," you know, the whole fucking, but with thunderous applause. Oh. This is the death <laughs> of democracy. <laughs> not with a, you know, not with a war, not with this, but with thunderous applause. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, not with a, a, a terribly paced trailer. They both had terribly paced endings, actually. EA and, and Bethesda. Don't fuck up your pacing. I think is the lesson we all we need to take away from this. Keep the hype levels um, high. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But what what are your grades for this one, Regan? My grade was a merit for this one. Um, merit. Yeah, definitely an improvement on EA and Bethesda. Um, yep. And uh, I mean, the things for me, it's all it's all about the games, right? And I thought um, they did a really good job of pacing it throughout the whole thing and game wise assassin's creed looked really good uh south park looked really cool um and far cry 5 i think was looking solid as well so yeah good good job you nice. yeah nice one balthazar i also gave them a merit um and mine 
is slightly I mean, I they didn't actually talk about anything really that I am personally excited for. Um, yeah. I mean, South Park, obviously, uh, I want to get when that comes out, but they didn't talk about anything else that I'm actually personally interested in or excited for. Um, so this wasn't for a like, hey, it was super hype for me. This was a, this didn't feel like Ubisoft. I think that's why they get a high grade. This didn't feel like the typical, you know, um, just showing a million unpolished, unfinished things at once or things that are clearly too good to be true um, or the same old shite we're used to. This felt like uh, one of the big three. You know, this felt like a Microsoft or a Sony conference kind of thing. Like Mm -hmm. they really brought everything to this. Yeah. Um, And so while there's nothing there particularly that I'm excited for as a conference, merit they went all in and they brought a lot and they showed that they've learned a lot as nice. well over the past sort of you know year or so since the last time they showed things they sh- they've shown that they've learned to actually bring things people are interested in and show the things you're bringing not random shite yep. Um, yep. and they also didn't have any weird gimmicks or anything mm. no no they didn't they they yeah that's inter- interestingly they didn't have aisha tyler yeah, yeah, that I was, was going to mention that. Yeah, gimmicks, she, she's been honest, told, but... and no one mentioned it. There was no like, no. Yeah. even in the coverage and things that I've seen, everyone was just like, "Yeah, Ubisoft, good job." Um, well, you almost didn't want to bring it up in case it was a mistake and they forgot, <laughs> and she was waiting out back. Yeah. They didn't want to be like, "Oh, where's those tone?" And they go, "Oh yeah, no, no, come out, come out," oh, and then bring her out onto the stage. I think everyone was just like, "All right, shh, let's just enjoy it while it's happening." Yeah, I think they realised oh, yeah. that she was kind of she was not doing well Shit. like she yeah yeah okay yeah she was she was she, <laughs> they, like oh, yeah she, hmm. she she just she was like a sta- you know she was essentially a stand-up comedian and and she was presenting their conference and it just did not that's not what people are there for people don't want to be you know to have these half-assed jokes thrown at them kind of thing it's not mm-hmm. it, it doesn't just doesn't gel well with e3 that's not what we're there for we're there to see cool stuff not not laugh with and not you know, be slightly condescended yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. U- ubi's come a long way since uh i think it was last con actually where you know there's that video i sent through to you guys of meme king or whatever yeah you, yeah i should tyler going up to this guy in this sort of assassin's creed um syndicate cosplay and do you want to do you want to pitch me a meme which hey i don't even know what that means i didn't think meme pitch could me be a meme it's like context. she's just tried to tried to recoin <laughs> Pitch me a dream. They stole it from us. <laughs> yeah, <true>. <laughs> <laughs> she took pitch. She came into the future. She heard pitch me a dream. She's like, nah, I've got to get there first. Went back in time and went, hey, bruv, pitch me a meme. <laughs> and he, he showed oh, Yeah. That's brutal. But yeah, I gave uh, Ubisoft a Merit with endorsement. So Merit Plus. I thought they did a really good job. Um, a lot of stuff that I'm really interested in. They had a really good balance of just pure trailers and pure gameplay and developers coming out and talking about their their projects uh also the people who came out were mostly really really you know they did a good job they were passionate about what they what they um had to show and they they presented well and they were charismatic and everything great great job ubisoft i think you know mario rabbits i'm intrigued by assassin's creed i'm intrigued by far cry i'm excited for south park obviously the crew too i'm intrigued by there's tons of stuff there for me so yeah, yeah i'm I thought they did a really, really good job. So, Mira I also think they were the only conference who everyone they brought out to talk was actually a games developer or, you know, worked in some way in the industry. I think almost every single other conference 
had someone at some point come out who wasn't actually an industry employee. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah, you're probably right. That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was just thinking EA had the, like, men in blazers and... um, uh, Bethesda had someone I can't remember who it was, and you know he obviously had the Star Wars um, lady as well, which was fine. But you know, I'd rather see, I'd rather hear from the the devs, of mm. course. That is a good point. Um, like, and and it, I think that shows like our comments here are like, you know, they all yeah. seemed quite passionate about what they were doing, as opposed to getting you know some YouTuber on the show just just to kind of I guess get people to be interested in it. Um, yeah, yeah. No, I like it. It's for the games, right? It's for the games. Uh, it felt, it actually felt, I, I never thought I'd use this word with Ubisoft, but it felt genuine. It felt really genuine. <laughs> Holy shit. Holy <laughs> shit. Their marketing team yeah. is like job done right now, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it, I thought it was really good. So merit, merit plus from me for that one. 